0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now, your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 150 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh.
1: Hey, Shannon. How's it going?
0: <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um,
1: Only 17 more until so- Mallory says we have to be done.
0: <laughs> That's right. She's like, when you, re- when you get to 167, you should stop doing it. So we'll see. No. We'll keep going. Every yep. time I say we'll see, you're like, no, we're going to keep going. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine still doing it. So yeah. As long as people listen, we'll keep going. Yeah.
1: People are listening.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, th- th- things are good. Yeah, just yeah. running around crazy today. So.
1: Have you kind of hit your like stride now that we're what, um, 3 weeks into school now? Yeah. Have you finally yeah. figured out how that work all works for yeah, this year? It's,
0: it's not that hard for me. I mean, we have one kid and she doesn't do any extracurriculars right now, so yeah. it's not a deal. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'm, you know, it's more like the church, all the church stuff back um, well, that's part of it. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I know for a lot of people, it's other things which we're actually going to talk about. Today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not as much of a, a learning curve, I guess, as maybe some of our listeners have. Um, so I'm not even going to pretend to complain. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have multiple kids at multiple schools with multiple schedules and multiple sports. So. Oh man. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> so everything's <time>. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah how about you? Uh are I you, mean are y'all into the
1: You know we groove? were k- trying to but then you know Caroline's class got co- closed this week because of a COVID deal.
0: Mhm.
1: Like five or six I kids heard had it. I've a
0: lot of people mention that lately. A lot like adults, children, different people. Yeah. So, I mean not like but I think it's like lesser. I, I mean Caroline's okay. Yeah, she's fine. Okay, yeah, so
1: but, I mean, it, it, it's because all the kids have been away from each other for two months and now they're thrown back in the room with, it, mm. with them, you know.
0: Everyone brings all they got. Yep. And then slobbers on toys and yeah. shares them.
1: I mean, it'd be a lot easier if her class <laughs> didn't stick everything in their mouths.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that at staff meeting all the time. So yeah.
1: Like, Josh, hey.
0: get the stapler out of your
1: mouth. You know, sometimes <laughs> I have a metal deficiency, and you just gotta go for it.
0: You're like, I don't know if I need copper, zinc, lead. I'm not sure. I'm We're just going need- for it
1: all. Gym clips.
0: <laughs> those are those are known as paper clips to most of us. I'd never heard of gym clip till I moved to Georgia. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, never heard of it. Huh? And I hadn't heard of cattywampus either.
1: Well, I say words that don't mean anything yeah. all the time.
0: But um, but yeah, gym clip. I was like, a what? Who? Who's Jim?
1: yeah no, it's I don't even know how it's actually spelled as a gym clip
0: I don't know either i don't know interesting
1: yeah. I've never thought of it <laughs> i I didn't realize that was a local thing like i i mean it's I know where like, it's thing yeah like I know like a carbonated beverage is a coke like that's uh-huh. a that's a local thing and a shopping cart is a buggy that's a local thing, yeah, but I never figured gym clip was a local thing hmm
0: um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm reading on it right now. It's a, in the urban dictionary, which you got to be careful. It says a Southern word for paperclip. <laughs> so you just, you don't read any more than there. That's the one that pops up from Google. I didn't even go into urban dictionary. It's just what it, what it showed me. So, huh. um, yeah, but then, um, uh, then I've also, uh, it's actually spelled gem as in J E M or G E M. I can't spell. J E M.
1: Yeah, not like Jim and the Holograms. Jim and the Holograms,
0: yeah. Um, by a guy named uh, a guy named Middlebrook who had a machine for the gym company. I don't know who. You never know.
1: So it's like Kleenex, probably that. That was the main. Yeah,
0: Xerox. Right? Yeah, yeah. Those
1: were the main paper clips we could get,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we didn't know any better. We just called them Jim clips. That's
0: right. Maybe that was it. Maybe. Maybe Um, And that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, So I alluded to uh, the extracurriculars and multiple children, multiple schools all over the place. And Mm so I thought today we would talk about the importance of family, but the importance of, I would even say, like air quotes, family, because it has uh, some different meanings. I mean, we talk about our nuclear family, you know, like our, you know. Husband, wife, children. Um, you talk about the church family. Yeah. Um, you could even talk about, you know, what we have affectionately termed family, like yeah. th- those, those, those friends, friends that, are that are like closest, closer yeah, than family. Yeah. Some yeah that of you chose. Yeah. You don't get to choose family, but you get to choose your friends. And so. and,
1: and now you can choose your family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. But I wanted to talk about that. I, I was reading, and I wish I could tell you from whence I read. The article, but it was a while back. But it kind of stuck in my brain a little bit. Yeah, just about um, the importance of uh, family and uh, life in the church, and mm-hmm. and more so. And this probably uh, it kind of repercolated in my mind because um, my community group on Sunday night is parents of teens. So yeah, we meet while stir and salt our our student ministries are meeting. And we've been we're talking about parenting, mm-hmm. and so I think it kind of brought that back up in my mind. And so yeah. uh, I wanted us to talk about that today. A little Let's bit. do it. So, um, with the scripture, mm-hmm. okay, has a lot to say about the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you go into the scriptures and you read, whether metaphor or actual, you see there's a biblical description of. How God relates to us through family uh, as Father, uh, we are His children. Um, we are the bride of Christ. The church is referred to as that. Um, you know, you talk about we are co-heirs with Christ, so mm-hmm. we are like siblings in in effect. Um, you know, God. Get if you've ever been to a wedding, you've heard the the. If it's a Christian wedding, you've yeah. heard. The pastor or the person who got ordained online (laughs) say (laughs) that marriage is between a man and a woman. And in Mm -hmm. its purest sense, it's this picture of the love of God for um, the love between Christ and the church.
1: Mm -hmm. And Um, another one that I hear a lot is leave the father and mother and then cleave to your wife. Leave and cleave. Yeah.
0: Leave and cleave. Um, And so, you know, we have all of these images and words and instructions on on the family and the family dynamic. Of course, you could also say, well, there's a whole lot of stuff in the Bible about like concubines and, yes, you know, five million wives or however many, you know. So there's that too. But
1: um, well, there's that. Well,
0: there's that. <laughs> we're going to make that a podcast thing. <laughs> um, so, but we're looking at the the healthy structure of of the family as opposed to the the other. Um, so here's where I wanted us our conversation to kind of steer um, today, and you can jump in wherever you want. And I, honestly, I think Josh that um, based on the, what you've shared with me about your community group, mm-hmm. um, this would one be helpful. I think for you know young people who are you know you've got kids that are still in the elementary age yes um, or younger. Uh, and, and a bit older, too, but um, I think this would kind of hit in that sweet spot with you. I know it applies to Drew and I as well with a middle schooler, um, but I think it's something for us to talk about and consider, and I don't want to sound, one, I don't want to sound like uh, I'm preaching to the choir. Two, I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't want to be heard as I'm browbeating. Like, yeah. if you don't do this and this, then you're not, like, I don't want to do any of that. I just kind of want to talk about Um, what I see as could be um, potholes, roadblocks, dangers um, a little bit into how we are doing our family, um, and also in regard to how our family is integrated into the life of the church.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: So that's why I kind of want to go today. And my point I was saying was I think your group is a really good example of what um i see as people who are managing who are making a priority yes of um life in mm. in church community and in in faith community
1: and i would say we're at the point that it's easy
0: <laughs> okay
1: because there's not a coach right now that says if you don't make this one practice you're off the team mm. you know we're not at that like point to where okay you're talking about your kids we your sport. where the kids are getting that culture i was thinking
0: of like someone in your group that's like name themselves the coach and if you miss like a a community group like you're off the team like is that no (laughs) i'm not gonna name (laughs) names. i was thinking about someone to say but
1: i'm not not doing that but um remain neutral yes but i mean we're at that easy spot to where there isn't a lot of Hey, if you want to get a scholarship, you can't miss any days or anything like. Or you Mm -hmm. need to make sure you're studying for this. uh, uh, What it? What is AP test and all this Mm -hmm. other junk that's going to happen to our kids later on? I mean, I think our oldest is in third. The oldest kid in our group is in third grade, Mm -hmm. so we really haven't hit that. So
0: that's that's true.
1: We're like one on the younger. Yes. So one of the things that I am really like. Like planning a flag in this year mm-hmm. is to make sure that um, we lead an example to make church important for ourselves and for our kids mm-hmm. because if we teach them that church is optional,
0: yep, it will be.
1: It will be. It so will be. so this year, like when you get into that third and fourth grade that's when travel ball becomes a thing mm-hmm. and like Wednesday night games and stuff like that mm-hmm. becomes a thing, and then you go, well, it's just this once,
0: mm-hmm. or it's this season, or it's just this, this season. semester. Yeah.
1: Well, now they have a... Now they now another they, opportunity. Now they want to play another sport. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's just this season. They'll be back during the summer, but I want to go on vacation during the summer.
0: Mm. Yeah. And yeah.
1: then, and then you're not in church for two years.
0: <laughs> and again, see, I, I preface this with I don't want to sound like I'm browbeating or whatever, but I have I have seen this over and over. I read about this. I talk to other lead pastors, and we kind of lament together about mm-hmm. how do we, what do we do, is there anything we can do about about that other than um, just pray for a meaningful community and do our part to provide for that so that those who do choose to engage, mm-hmm. they see the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's kind of where I am and as far as, you know, leading a church.
1: And for me being someone that is plugged into analytics of the big C church mm-hmm. and trends of the big C church, mm-hmm. this is the scariest thing happening in the church
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: is families prioritizing other things
0: mm-hmm. for sure.
1: And it's not one person. It is the entire family unit yes. making collective decisions.
0: You said something a minute ago, and it might be in my notes later too, but um, you said the you're, you're wanting to set an example of. Uh, church being option or a priority a priority instead of an, an option, option. Mm-hmm. and i would say to that if if as parents we um, think of or are giving our kids the impression that um, life in the body of Christ is optional
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they are older it will not be it, it it's it'll be much less than even option it'll be a Eh, maybe. Yeah. Um because they're I mean, and that I know that's a that's a sweeping broad statement there, but I think by and large that's the message we're telling our children. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they don't do like a lot of us and we do the exact opposite of our parents, and so then they're like, Oh, well then I'm going to church. But but that's still been ingrained in them. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And just from my uh growing up, and I'm talking about practical church. Partnership and participation, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, church attendance wasn't an op- wasn't optional for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was little, I'd see if if when I woke up, were we gonna make it to church or not? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. But if we, if we were awake early enough, we were going. Mm-hmm. And when the doors were open, the heralds were there. We sat on the fifth row and the f- on the left side. <laughs> If my dad was home on a Sunday, he was the first one dressed for church. Mm-hmm. You know, like going to church was a thing. Um so there were so many things that were not were a priority mm-hmm. and then there were certain things that were options mm-hmm. that now I struggle with as an adult.
0: Uh, could you name some of those?
1: My I don't think my mom listened so I'm not worried about <laughs> embarrassing her. I'm sorry. Um because th- this is this Did is you, an, If an, we um, need to cut this, you no, can. No, no. <laughs> Tithing,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was always it was always optional, and if you could afford it. Mm-hmm. So now I struggle with that because mm-hmm. it wasn't built into me as a. Mm-hmm. It's just what you do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I don't want to make and I don't want to seem like it's it's not an intentional form of worship, and it just becomes like a passive action because it's not what it is. Mm-hmm. But now I have to. Now I even struggle with doing it. Mm, yeah, and the re and working it into and there's and then there's a few other things, but that's the main one that stands mm, out to me yeah. that was optional for them.
0: I think that's a good. And I, I think that you are not the only one by far that would say that. Um, yeah.
1: But see, but what I'm I'm using it as as example because that part of worship was optional for me. Mm-hmm. The stuff that wasn't optional, mm-hmm. I don't have pr- problems with.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but the stuff that was I struggle with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it wasn't ingrained to me as being a, as an important act of worship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and and that's why I'm that's why I'm paralleling it with mm-hmm. the act of attending or or yeah. being a part of it's or your involvement, your involvement. connection. Yes.
0: yeah. And um, if if we don't think that our financial support of the ministries of the church. Is important, and I know we're you know, we're paid by the church, so yeah. of course, we're gonna say it, but I mean, it's it is part of our 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 uh, in investment, it's part of our offering, it's part mm-hmm. of our our act of worship, yeah, uh, to bring before the Lord what's what's His. Um, you know, I think, gosh, we could probably do a whole other episode, we need to bring in some other pastors to do it on what. And I'd love, I, I might do a little deep dive on my own to see what, um the statistics are on people in ministry who tithe.
1: Mm, that's
0: because I think a lot, and, and I say I think, I know, because I did this for a good portion of my life in ministry, but I was single, and that is I viewed my ministry as my tithe, even though I was being paid for my ministry. Mm. Um, so, you know, I kind of justified it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, when it got down to it, I was like, I'm not participating in in the church, I'm, yeah. I'm using my. I'm saying what I'm doing is part of my tithe, um, you know. And that's, but I'm getting paid, so yeah, <laughs> how is that my yeah. tithe? I'm getting paid to do it. So anyway, yeah, there's a whole other mm-hmm. side note for uh, that's another,
1: another, another episode that's another episode. For we for another we, d- we have too many. Uh, that's another <laughs> episode to stop at one sixty seven.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, let me ask you this. All right, so. The name of your group, you guys have finally put your name out publicly. Yeah,
1: for a long time it was just a chat group. The and name
0: of your Wednesday night parents of littler kids is called?
1: The Hot Mess Express.
0: The Hot Mess Express. And
1: that's way better than what it was because it basically was <laughs> the parents of little kids kinda.
0: Meeting on Wednesdays.
1: With childcare. <laughs>
0: Hot Mess Express. Yeah. And knowing the, the families that are in there, it's a really good name. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, y'all are just like, this is who we are. Yeah. I love it. So, but let me ask you this. And I'm obviously, I'm not setting you guys up as like, you guys are perfect and you, you all have this no. mastered. I just, based on what you've told me and what I've seen, it seems to be, and, and you make a really good point, that the kids are at an age where they are not being asked in their extracurricular world to do a whole lot more than kind of the minimum right now. Yes, we so we'll have to revisit this in a couple of years.
1: <laughs> one of, yeah. one of the things I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tell our group on Wednesday is that we have the possibility to break a trend or become a stereotype.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yes, elaborate.
1: because we're doing we're we're bucking the trend right now of mm-hmm. church is important but we're not being pressured by the culture Mm -hmm. to make it optional. And it's going to be something that, you know, we can, we can make a stance as a group. Sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But if, but if we don't make a conscious decision in our, in our own homes separately, then one will trickle off here. One will trickle off there. Mm -hmm. And then in four years, we're not a group anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. And you know, and I know how you're setting that up. You're saying, out of attrition, not out of it's time for a new season of our life. Right. Yeah, because you know groups don't always last forever. Yeah. Yeah. But you're talking about just the slow like mm-hmm. drip yeah. away, like
1: culture just slowly er- eroding at the mm-hmm. at what we call the what we call the bedrock of our group, mm-hmm. and the bedrock yep. of what our group supposedly stands on.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's good. So let me ask you this about your group. Um, I think everyone in your group has children. Or a child? There is, is
1: one group that about uh, to. <laughs> that is about to have a child.
0: Okay. So we'll just go and say, go ahead and say mm-hmm. everyone's with child. Yes. <laughs> um, and with the exception of the one that's in utero, um, I would say a good portion of the kids are in some sort of extracurricular dance, sports, something.
1: I think they, um, I don't know about the crouch kids. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't know if they're in extracurricular stuff
0: okay um, so but a, a good portion I guess yes. I Um. and of this group would you say um, everyone's would you say are committed to you know being in worship and serving when they're able to yes okay that's great and they're still in community mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like you know that's like community that's like 2.0 of yes. your investment in church because it's mm-hmm. not it's more than just Attending a service or dropping your kids off at the in the backyard. Yes, this is intentional community. Mm -hmm. Um, So, with that in mind, I want us to look at these things and see um, where we get with the conversation.
1: Yes, and I would, and I'd also like to um, mention that um, three out of the seven or eight, depending Mm -hmm. on of how many new couples join. Mm-hmm. Only three of them have been at the church l- longer than three years.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. I love that.
1: And I, and I think that's a, an important aspect about um, our group is that... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll say this. You, you bring that up. I know just this afternoon I received two different... Uh, partnering in ministry forms from two different families who have both just attended a few times. Nice. And, but they're like, we're here. Um, we welcomed in uh, the Etheridge's mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday, yes. Dylan and Catherine and their son Jameson. Um, and these are all people that are in this range right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've met some others. So I just see like there's a there's something and, you know, we could go into the whole aspect of, you know, covid and stuff i mean a lot of teachers are saying that either last year or this year they feel like is the um the first time that it's felt normal for school because second half of all those
1: second half of 2022 was basically when it was mm -hmm. like all in okay let's go yeah yeah and and i'm saying that from a uh media of watching trends and everything Mm -hmm. it's like that's when people basically went okay it's it's okay to advertise what we used to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll say from teachers that I've talked to, it's they can tell even at the kindergarten level that the children they're receiving have by and large have had some kind of formal group education or, you know, mm-hmm. daycare or preschool or whatever it may be that they've had that under their belt. Yes. Because there was like 3 or 4 years where it was like feral cats, Mm -hmm. you know, in in kindergarten and first grade classes, because they just hadn't been in any kind of structure for so long. Okay. So we've said that scripture tells us the family's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've given, uh, we've kind of set your group up as an example of kind of where you all are in your life. So here's a couple of thoughts on, um, you know, family is fantastic. It's wonderful. It's, 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 it is God given, but like any good thing, when family becomes the main thing. Over and above, I said God gave us family. When it becomes over and above that, it can it can do some harm over
1: good. Oh, so it becomes an idol.
0: Right, right. Um, so with that, here here's a thought: a good thing made into the ultimate thing becomes a broken thing. Mm-hmm. So a good thing made into the ultimate thing becomes a broken thing. Um, you know, however many of us listening to this had that you know that one that one relationship, and it was a good thing, but we made it an ultimate thing, and it became a broken thing. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, You don't know. You've been dating Karen since you were 12, so you don't know. But the rest of us yeah. understand this. Um, so a good thing made into the ultimate thing becomes a broken thing. In the West, in in our day and age, what we know and see is that faith communities have elevated and lifted up, okay, here is... Um, the this is exactly what God intended. Husband, wife, you know, two point five kids, the apex of, you know, human existence kind of set that up. Here's the deal, and this might seem like a curveball to some of us. When we lift up even the the ideal family above God, mm-hmm. it's it's a problem. Yeah. And it's more of a problem than uh, I think a lot of people realize.
1: Well, because of the definition of the ideal family.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Like, if it, if it was a biblical ideal family, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a problem. Right. But because it's the American ideal family.
0: Ah, yes. It's the ideal we have created.
1: You yes. know? It's mm-hmm. the Tommy's quarterback and the pitcher for the baseball team, and then Susie is the cheerleader. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And it everyone has a white picket fence and a two-car garage. Mm mm-hmm. You know?
0: And that's the standard. That's the standard. Or the... The pinnacle, I guess.
1: That's the ideal. Yeah. Everybody wants it. So
0: if we make anything ideal over and above God, obviously that's idolatry. That is doomed to failure. It's doomed. It's going to have holes in it. Best of intentions. It might look really good, but eventually it's not going to be enough. Um, And we can lift up things too that actually can can actually be alienating to some people. I never thought twice about this. Even as a single person, even as a single person um, you know, in my thirties. Um, but after talking to some people over the years, Mother's Day is really, really hard for a lot of people. Um, I've lost my mother since uh, 2015 and, and it has, it's not as hard as I know it, as it is on others who've lost their moms. But what I found is that, you know, let's, here's the reason I'm mentioning this let's say we're making family, family, family number one, and then we make a big shebang about Mother's Day at church mm-hmm. on that particular Sunday. How many people are in a place of infertility or have lost children um, during the pregnancy mm-hmm. um, or later in life as, as their children are older than you know that and uh, or people who have recently lost their moms, we you can lift up the family in such a way that it actually ends up, it could hurt other people. Yes. And this is just an example. I'm just kind of riffing on this because I think that's one side of the family dynamic. It's important. We want to do our part, but it's not over and above. And I'm not saying it's over and above, you know, like church comes before your family. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about our relationship with God. Because, <laughs> you know, the, you know,
1: 4381 yeah, yeah, yeah. 4th Street yeah. Extension is not, not, you know... You're t- you're saying not the building. Correct, right. Yeah.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, so we can just beware. Like, a good thing made into the ultimate thing can become a broken thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's the Mother's Day thing not to think about. Um, as parents, we should be, like, excited and thankful and prayerful <laughs> that we are um, parenting our kids but there's also this uh, con I don't know just an idea of being family centered as far as in what we do is to also think beyond like the nuclear family mm-hmm. you know to think about the single parents or the the widowed parents or the or the child that's lost a parent. I mean there's just so many ways that um, people are living in family right now that we need to go we need to be uh, mindful of that. Yes, you know, uh, I mean, just the brokenness and and the confusion uh, that mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people end up coming into, going. Well, this was my family. Yeah, I'm watching. Um, I'm watching. What came out? Oh, uh, painkillers. The, no, well, I've already watched that. No, untold, like the untold stories, the athletic stories that are. I on haven't Netflix. started that yet. So there's one called Untold um, Swamp Kings, and it's about the Florida Gators, when um, Urban Meyer came in. That's supposed in, to be uh, really it's, good it's episode. very good so far. Well, one of the guys that they were highlighting had, like, no, like, family background. Like, didn't, you know, almost like the blindside kind of story. Didn't have a bed, didn't really that's have a been place interesting to Yeah, that's been. <laughs> um, but, like, didn't have a family. They yeah, had yeah. no family. They didn't understand family. One uh, young man said, I was born in prison because my mother was pregnant. Whenever she went in, I, my dad, he was probably, I probably saw him five times in my life because those were the times he wasn't in prison. I mean, so that was his like existence from beginning. And, um, and just for him to talk about like his idea of family. And I was just listening to that and thinking about what we were going to talk about. And I was just like, there's so many people that come into, some people have a really bad family. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about the church being family or these community groups becoming these like families or families. Um, some of us, you know, yeah. We, yeah. the I, definitions are woo across the board.
1: Yeah, that that's actually one of the things I've I've kind of been cognizant of um, since I was in middle school. There was a a lesson or in Baptist churches a wana is a thing. It's yep. kinda like Wednesday night Bible drill. Mm-hmm. You learn Bible verses, you play games, you get to go do the one Olympics. It's this whole shebang. Yeah, uniforms and all that. I would jazz.
0: say it's their catechism. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah.
1: But um <laughs> I mean it is. But there was this one um service where um the guy who led it led it for years and and but this one I'll never forget. Is um, you know, we called Godfather, God Father, right? hmm. And he goes, You know that scares some people to death.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: And because their fathers beat them. hmm Yeah. Their, their fathers aren't there.
0: Yeah. And then you go, well, you're not going to not call God Father. No. But it's like, wow, but the opportunity to give this person an, or to show them a new definition mm-hmm. of Father.
1: And, and that's what he was like was yeah. you ha- e- when you run into people, you have to help them understand what you've experienced is a bad definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what God is is a perfect definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And same goes for family.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very true. And that's kind of what I I hope, I know it's kind of scattered maybe a little bit, but um, family is important. Family is important to us as the Porch Community Church. We want to make sure we're ministering to families. We're ministering to people of all ages. But at the same time, like anything else, we would say it's not over... We don't put our family, our spouse, and especially our children, because we're we almost sometimes we'll step over our spouse to lift our children to the heavens. You know. Oh, like, and
1: yeah, that we'll get there. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, I have thoughts about that,
0: <laughs> but um, we need to make sure that we don't. What is the deal? It's like a good thing made into an ultimate thing becomes a broken thing. So mm-hmm. we let's let's uh, examine our the way we view family and. And one is it a is it a healthy version of family? Um, is it does it kind of does it line up with with scripture? Um, and then I would say, how does um, where, then where do we put the family? Is it over and above even our devotion to to the Lord? That's it's a challenging question. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, you get down to this: who's more important? Oh, you know, like Abraham and Isaac kind of stuff. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I could.
1: I was nervous about that with having uh, more than one kid
0: I don't know if I can, yeah, will you love one more than the other mm-hmm. and all that yeah
1: that that was one reason I want I was a technically, I was an only child, long story, another episode
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: but I lived as an only child, yeah, so I was nervous to have two,
0: yeah, yeah, you're like I don't know, I don't know anything about I don't this. know how to handle two. I had someone describe it to me one time as you don't. Have, you don't split your love. God gives you the capacity for more love.
1: And I would say that's 100% yeah, accurate. Yeah.
0: It's not like you have to go, oh, you're only getting 50% now because I got to get the fit of the other one.
1: Now, there might be days where I like one better than the other.
0: Well, <laughs> they say that about their mom and dad too. So exactly. Last time I interviewed them. Um, so, okay, I'm going to skip over one because we're, we're really kind of honing in on this and I like it. Um, when we talk about family, the other thing, and this is where it really gets challenging is to make sure, as we think about our family, that we're not weakened in our parenting. Um, if we lift up the family as, you know, kind of quote, unquote, Lord and Savior, it's it's going to affect how we parent. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we put a an overemphasis on kids that are... Um, they are their the parents' friend. They are their their parents are living vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know they weren't as popular as their kid is, and so they're really living into that. Or maybe they weren't as talented as their kid, and they're living into that. Or they were the glory days, you know, and they want to duplicate their experience but I mean there's a lot of reasons we kind of put this on our kids No, oh, yeah um you know might be out of you know I'm a perfectionist so therefore everything my children do will be perfect because they are a just a, a extension of me and so everything they do reflects on me which is mm-hmm. very very self-focused um lack of discernment and if that's our mindset
1: And and these are done with the best of intentions more times than not.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Because the one I grew up with is, my child's gonna have better than I did.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like
1: that was that was mine. Like that's what was placed on me. Come hell or high water. Come hell or high water, you're gonna their
0: credit score is gonna be better than mine. You're
1: gonna walk across the stage. (laughs) You're gonna walk into a college. You're gonna you're gonna Mm -hmm. graduate college. Like
0: whatever we didn't do, you're gonna do one exactly. Yeah, that was mine. And is that a that's not a bad thing. But it's um, not the thing.
1: To, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, um, there is actually still some bitterness between me and my mother about how that was executed. Mm. About, uh, there, I mean, there were days when, like, I was, math is not my forte. Mm-hmm. And I, there are nights where it was 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm in tears because mom was making me redo a worksheet because <laughs> I was going to get an A.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Because
1: she didn't get A's in school, so her son was going to.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So. um, Do we
0: all have stories of sitting at the kitchen table with a parent crying over math? Is that a a thing? Yeah, we
1: talked about it during At the Table. I mean, we've
0: all kept, like, um, therapists, you know, parents living vicariously vicariously through us um, have kept therapists in business for (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of years.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, but you're exactly right. There are all these reasons Uh why... We, we have expectations of our children, mm-hmm. and they they can range from "you're going to do better than me," mm-hmm. or "I never got to finish this part, so I expect you to." Yep, yep. yep. You know, um, I as as a coach for a couple of years, and I've seen, and you've probably seen it too, mm-hmm. that parent that was Oof. this close, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well their kid is going to be there, mm-hmm. and their yep. kid has no interest in it.
0: Yep, for sure. Tennis parents are special. They're probably a lot like swimming parents. I don't know. I think but it's all I think, all, think it's just sports it's parents. Just, it's just sports parents. I think it's yeah. the I think it's the <laughs>
1: local yokel that was pretty close.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it I'm terrified to be that person.
0: Well, yeah. Uh Mallory has informed that she's not playing tennis. Um, she wants to play basketball. So I'm like, All right, we just want you to play a sport. She so.
1: doesn't like running.
0: Or <laughs> well, sport she, she actually does like To run. Does she? Yeah. But she just doesn't do it a
1: lot. She does. She's... I remember...
0: (laughs) She and Drew came out Saturday morning and played basketball.
1: I mean, I guess it's been a little... I guess she's grown up a a little bit since then. But it was like, I don't want to be sweaty. I don't want to be sweaty. Yeah. And then Adeline is... The same. The same.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so we don't want to treat our family as as the one and only. We don't want to live throughout... Uh, through our children really more out of our own neediness instead of like a healthy love. It's more, it's a little dysfunctional. It's kind of self love disguised as love for the child. We need to watch that. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of this. Um, If our love escalates into a demand that our children think or believe or think they have to attain or that they've got to behave in a certain way before we'll approve of them. That's there's that's only a matter of time until that relationship implodes um, at some point down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a difference for between for us as parents between sheltering our kids um, at, to safety, you know, like wrapping them in bubble wrap, <laughs> and shepherding our kids towards a mission. Like mm-hmm. we want you to love Jesus, yeah, not just you know we keep my kids safe, which is a honest prayer. But yeah. I mean, if that's all we're praying for our kids, mm-hmm. you know, Lord, just keep them safe. Just keep them safe. Don't let any harm come upon them. Well, yeah. you know, I, this, <laughs> like, I don't want Mallory's heart to be broken, but I know that Mallory will be um wiser on the other side of a broken heart. And as a, how, as a believer, can I help her uh, navigate a, a broken heart. Yes. You know? I know I just went off into the future there a little bit. But no, that, just that makes that total sense. Thinking, yeah. you know? So we don't want to be weakened in our parenting. Um, here's the deal. Hear this, if nothing else. You can, like, put some sort of weird echo on it. No, just kidding. Um, but the ultimate purpose of parenting is not for us to hang on. It's to let go. Right? It's not for protection but empowerment that's the ultimate purpose of our parenting is to empower our kids to go and live not to protect them from whatever is out there living um and a lot of a lot a lot a lot of parents fail to really grasp that god has entrusted our kids to us to train them up for his purposes not ours yes should I repeat that? Yes. <laughs> Many parents fail to grasp that God has entrusted our children to us to train them up for His purposes and not ours. Mm. The other night in my community group, we were talking about what are the goals that we have for our kids. And some people said some good things. You know, I was like, Yep, yep, those are good. And when it kind of I I mean, it wasn't like we had to go, but I was like, I'm going to speak here. And I said, I'm just really convicted right now because all I can think of are the things that I want for my daughter. I'm not really able to pinpoint in on actual goals that we are intentionally pursuing. There's just a list of things I want for her. I want Mallory to be happy. I want her to love her job. I want mm. her to, you know, whatever. Um, I want her to love Jesus. I mean, yeah. that's not a whatever, but that, you know, like all of those are, those are wants. How am I, what's a goal that, I, that Drew and I are implementing to, to get to those places? Mm. And here's the deal. This whole, con, this whole conversation we're having is who's setting the standard for the goals? Are we setting the standard for our goals that we have for our kids or are we allowing God to set the standard? Because that's where I think we get sidetracked. We get into self-serving parenting um, yes instead of God worshiping parenting I don't know if that's the right term but um, I, and I think that that's there's a rift there so um, we're talking about parenting here here's one this is what <laughs> this is what I called it um, the extended family staycation <laughs> okay you act well you kind of you, in my mind, you described it earlier when you talked about, well, Johnny's going to play this season, this fall. Oh, you know what? Johnny did so well. We're going to do spring, and then yep. we're going to do this. And then the other family goes, well, Susie's going to do this. And before you know it, people have kind of almost, it's like they were there, and they were they were in this community group family. Mm-hmm. They were in worship together. They were serving together. They were really living into their faith. And then they just kind of, kind of trickle away and start it's almost like a staycation like they're just like we're just here we're just gonna be here now i know it's it's the weekend and we're gonna do a weekend thing does that make sense yeah
1: i wish so from being a child Mm -hmm. to an adult i wish so many families weren't popping in my head right now
0: hmm yeah yeah you know, and, and, then, and, and I'm sure there's someone that could sit at another table with a mic and a headset and talk about this, and they would, might think of us. <laughs> I mean, I hope not, but there's, you know.
1: <laughs> well, I, out of so many other topics, I would be like the family I grew up in would be the pointing back at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being there and participating was not one that that we could be poked at.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So this is the one where. Yeah, where
0: you're like, I'm. You're glad that your parent. You feel like your parents got this right. My
1: parents got this right. Yeah. That the. Imp- that the most important thing for me to be at, no matter mm-hmm. what what was going on in my life, was church.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you you talked about that in your dad's eulogy, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I remember that.
1: And and that is one thing that that. You know, we all talk about things that we do differently than our parents, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of creates this entire conversation. Mm-hmm. But that is one thing that I'm thankful to pass to my daughters. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, the importance and, of that. And, the, and there are, so yeah, there are other episodes where I know I'm talking about myself <laughs> as much. <laughs> this one, my my parents got right, and I'm actively trying to get right.
0: Yeah. I like it. Well, so when we're talking here about the extended family staycation, hear this, be careful of building an unhealthy tolerance of mediocre commitment to Christ. Yes. Be careful of building an unhealthy tolerance of mediocre commitment to Christ. I think COVID turned that up like, nitrous the, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it, tap, 211 yeah i spinal tap 211 yes um it made it just so easy it made it so easy well
1: everything became optional
0: on everything i know yep i know yep
1: and and that's the issue
0: and and this i i told you i thought i had this in my notes i kind not we kind of said something to this effect earlier but what parents will tolerate in moderation now Children will usually grow to tolerate in excess mm-hmm. down the road. Yep. Um, I mean, and you, we know this. I mean, uh, look at um, you. Look at gaming for an example, like video games, and mm-hmm. what you experienced as a kid versus what your daughters have access to now on phones. Oh yeah. Like you had to have a whole system with it tube TV, maybe a flat screen by then. I don't, no, know. I still don't know. And um, compared to what your daughters have access to, I mean, that's just one example. Oh, yeah. You know, so what we will tolerate and, and so that could be anything. What we tolerate in moderation, children will usually grow to tolerate in excess. That could be the food we drink. I mean, the food we eat or the drinks <laughs> we drink. Um, the words
1: we stumble. Yeah.
0: The exercise we do, the, <laughs> the, the words we make up. Um,
1: but... I mean, you you're 100 percent right, which is which is and if, if I could have said this when I brought it up was mm-hmm. the um, tithing example mm-hmm. is that's because it. they struggled it was optional moderation. Mm-hmm. I struggled with it optional in excess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole reason I brought that up. And um, it's really tough. To realize what you're tolerating. Yeah. And because I don't think...
0: Not a lot of us notice when we're in the middle of tolerating something. Yeah, that's... We don't know.
1: And I would say that most people don't realize what they're giving up until it's too late. Mm. Especially when we're talking about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we have... um, One of the... It's a joy... Not like a personal joy, but it's like a yay Jesus, like heavenly joy. But I guess personally a little bit too. Um, to hear from people who, and and these have been adults, just in my examples here, who have said, who have come to Christ later in life or mm-hmm. as an adult or young adult, and the way they talk about um, their church, their church family, their community, um, they're like, I had no idea this is what I was missing and I wouldn't do it any other way now. Yeah. And not a lot of people are afforded that that um that that vantage point. Yes. I mean, I know for me I did because I became a believer in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So I had a I mean I still was, you know, a young person, but had a quarter of a century of experience, not part of, you know, full Christianity. The way I know it, mm-hmm. um, and so we do. We miss out. Like, are we missing um, not seeing the bigger picture? Are we missing out on? I don't know what the point I'm going to
1: make there. Well, so on the <laughs> flip side of someone that grew, we're recording
0: up, in the evening. By the way, I'd like yeah. to point out: normally it's a very fresh morning brain. Not, not, not this time. Not, not episode one hundred and fifty.
1: No. Okay. So you were saying you got to see you. You've got to experience the, like, joining the community Mm -hmm, of Christ. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see, so I grew up in it. Yep. And the the loneliness outside of it Mm. terrifies me. Yeah. And because I experienced that when I had a job where I had to work on Sundays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: And the loss of relationship, not even with Jesus, just people. Mm Mm-hmm you disappear and and the enemy has so much more power over you mm-hmm. because you don't have that community of people checking on you and growing mm-hmm. on you. And for me as a kid, you never knew who was, was in the room to watch you do something you weren't supposed to, <laughs> and they could whip you because there were people at church that had the power to whip me.
0: <laughs> well, you talk about that separation and that loneliness. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know where I read this. I was reading it today, but it was talking about isolation and the um, effect that it has on us. And it is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Self isolation. I believe it. Like on your physical person. I, I mean, I don't it. think you get lung cancer from that, but it has this the same type of. I mean, and that's in our physical. That's not even talking about our spiritual and emotional. Yeah. So. Um, so here's this, if if what we tolerate in moderation as parents, whatever we're tolerating moderately, our children are gonna grow most likely to tolerate it in excess. It'll be like, that's totally fine. You know, this is so you know, if the average person right now is like, you know what? We're we're committed. We're going to church once a month. We're we um we'll we'll try community groups another time, but we're we're there once a month. We will try to remember to tithe. We I'm, keep me to set it up in my bank, but I haven't, you know, but we're, you know, that's our church. Um, if this is kind of how, where we are, what are we telling our kids? You know, if we're doing, if we're saying, um, as parents, um, that our involvement and our connection, um, in our faith, which is most often expressed through the church, the mm-hmm. local church, let's just make that clear. Um, if we're like thirty percent's good of 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 us, of our time there, of our time with others, what does that end up being for our kid when they're older? You know, is it three percent? Is it ten percent? I don't know.
1: Yeah. And and I would go this I mean, this is how like right or wrong my brain is. Mm hmm. Showing up to work thirty percent of the time. <laughs> that good enough?
0: Um Showing one, no one dis- day. <laughs> For one day, that'll be good enough. (laughs) Because then you're going to be fired.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, is it okay for your kids to go to school once a month?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, no. Is it? Is an officer will come by those? Is it good enough for them to get a thirty percent on a test? (laughs) Is is it okay? You know
0: that whole math thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah.
1: Is it okay? (laughs) Like, and and this is me looking at myself in the mirror. Is it okay for? me to expect my kid to excel in school mm-hmm. but to be average in Christ. Oof. Or below average in Christ.
0: Yeah. Which of course we can't determine that outcome, but we have all the opportunities. What are the goals? What are the um the things that we have in place so we're trying to say here's this is what we want. We believe that God has told us. I mean, I love it the other night. I was sitting in a community group, and one of the people said, "This is what we believe we need for our kids." And they listed two things. It's like that our children will love and serve Jesus Christ, and then the other one was something like you know being a you know a productive member of their their world. Yeah, you know. And I was like, "That's awesome!" Like, the, what what are we doing? Towards and in that, that order, what are our spiritual goals towards that? And for a lot of us, when we say what are your goals for your kids, how many of us are saying God first? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I don't mean out loud. I mean, like when we do the list in our mind, how many of us really have God first? Like I know we're supposed to say it, you know, and we're on the podcast, so we're saying it. But like, what is really when we do the list in our brain, number one? Yeah, you know that, and that's kind of a gut check. So, um, you know, we're gonna. I think we're gonna kind of wrap it here.' it's, yeah. been our str- <laughs> it's the evening podcast. it's been a good podcast Welcome I feel to like the one fifty seven I feel like I've been on it
1: and at- I think you have to.
0: <laughs> at night
1: yeah well, I'll say this too
0: did I just say one fifty seven
1: I don't know anyway go ahead but uh, if we put if we alter the scales of parenting mm-hmm. and let's you mentioned this earlier that we put even the kids above our spouse. Yeah. Then when the kids leave?
0: Oh. You have to you have to rediscover like yeah.
1: There's a whole other side of your marriage that you or that your existence that you've been ignoring for 18 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Marriage does not equal salvation. No. Nah. And um if we expect our spouse to be savior or, you know, our true north, that ultimate source of joy and fulfillment. Um, we're get you know, there's going to be some emptiness eventually. Yeah. Well, um, and I mean that with our, sp- I mean, our family with our spouse. Actually, I took it one more step. You were yeah. saying life without kids and then you're together. You, you, and then I uh, went one more step. Well,
1: then you put the kids over your spouse. Yeah. And then you've lived into that for 10, mm-hmm. 12 years. Mm-hmm. And now they're gone mm-hmm. because at well, the, t- the statistic floating around TikTok is really hot right now. At 18, you spent 90% of their time with them. Yeah. So you're only left with 10%. Yeah. So now that person that you've been ignoring spiritually, Oof. emotionally, yeah, is staring you back in the face, and, and you don't know them, and they don't know you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. This has been a really uplifting episode. It's kind of depressed me now. I've, yeah, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go sit in, Mal- in front of Mallory and just stare into her eyes for, you know, like an hour. Or that or her.
1: do that to Drew and tell Mallory to watch.
0: <laughs> Everyone would be freaked out. They so would be like, no, <laughs> Um, listen, we don't have it all figured out. Nope. I'm not perfect.
1: Nope. Josh isn't perfect. Nope.
0: His community group isn't perfect. Mine is. But they're pretty. F- isn't
1: mine's pretty fun.
0: <laughs> but they're pretty awesome. Um. But we these are just some things I would see as red flags or warning signs of um, how we're doing parenting. You know, then Josh brought up a really good point of our marriages and how we are with those. But Jesus Christ is the center point, the highest point, the what we lift up the most, and then we structure our lives in however that that plays out. You know, if you're married, wonderful, and married with, and you have children. Fantastic for our grandparents, all these things. Like, but Jesus is first, and then we structure our lives according to Him. So that means our marriages fall under that. Our how we parent falls under that, and ultimately, um, because parenting has been the topic for those of us with children, we say, "Here you are, Lord. Here is your child
1: mm-hmm. that you've entrusted me yeah.
0: with." And 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 we. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's praying that uh, as parents we will be more intentional. Yes. And um, we'll be aware of what we say is important and what we show by our actions is important um, because our kids are always watching and they're always learning and we have a short window to pour into them. Um, So let's put Jesus number one and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Josh, thanks as always. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday and talking to you again in the next episode, 151, probably from the daylight hours. Of course, it's still light outside, but whatever. We'll do it earlier. we'll see you guys later. See you back. Bye.
1: You've been listening to The 167 Podcast. Join us next time
0: for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you
1: live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.